Previously, on Oh These, Those Stars of Space. No, 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 that's enough. I don't care about your robo-mullet. You are dead, Thread Count. I was dead. And now, the conclusion. Space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... Sown the Future, Part 2. Starring Christopher Hastings as Begonia Blood Terror. Carly Minardo as V. Branson Reese as Oberon Coaxial, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Log. Future date Febro 37th, 2437. Sorry, I sorry. Great. Only in this character would that would this come up, but it's actually it's Februex. <laughs> okay, just so you know, she would she would say Febro. She would leave say that it in the, the French, episode. She'd say it yeah, the French but, way. Yeah, leave leave that in. Great. That's so funny. Time traveling freedom fighters personal log. Future date Febro. What's the matter, babe? Oh, February X 37th, 2437. I thought I had seen everything in the far future, but polish my buttons. Surprises are always around the corner. After traveling back to my home time to retrieve the CSS Cavalier's tactician, Begonia Blood Terror, my live-in future beau, Oberon Coaxial, and I helped sneak him through Ice City, Antarctica, in hopes of overthrowing his evil son, King Dandelion Blood Terror. King Dandy has a bioweapon that can destroy all non-plant life on Earth, so you can understand our sense of urgency, Log. Our contacts in the underground told us that a prisoner in the king's foreboding prison, the Ice House, held the key to a serum that would cure King Dandy of the fungus that has warped his flowery mind. Well, we've broken into the prison log, and wouldn't you know it, but the prisoner we've been looking for is none other than my old Cavalier crewmate, Thread Count 900. I thought he died or exploded or something, but he's standing before us right now, waiting for me to finish, and I am as shocked as can be. I wonder how he returned. Anyways, I should get back to the adventure, but gosh, my life is complicated these days. Hoof. Sometimes I wish I could just go back to being a junior mortician. We return to the ice house, the foreboding prison of King Dandelion Blood Terror here on Ice City, Antarctica in the far future where our heroes find themselves. Begonia Blood Terror, Oberon Coaxial, and V have entered the high-security former band room here at the Ice House and have found before them none other than Thread Count 900. Thread Count? I thought you died! How come, why come you are here live all of a sudden? Elvi, it is good for me to hear a Vanguard required log once again. It has been an astonishingly 
long amount of time since I have encountered one. As for my death and return, I suppose that will be for something for you to discover in your future, in the past. I hope that isn't confusing for your mortal brain. <laughs> A metal man, and here I thought I was from the future. Um, and you are... Ah, yes, put it there. My name is Oberon Coaxial. We actually met several seconds ago in the last episode. The two shake hands, Oberon's cyborg arm meeting Threadcount's fleshy arm. Good to meet you again, Oberon. I'm surprised you haven't met a android before. No, I've been spending all of my time trying to stay alive in this horrible post-apocalyptic what's the opposite of a utopia dystopia <laughs> oh i'm sorry. sorry i didn't get to go to school i was living in the future thread count your facial recognition technology quickly analyzes oberon's face and pings him as a probable offspring of gelmire lysander and meredith chesterfield oh i see everything makes perfect sense I'm sure by now you've figured out that my parents are Meredith Chesterfield and Gelmir Lysander, or as I call them, Mom and Peepop. Of course. Why, I was there when they first started dating. Gosh, they had one long engagement. What I wouldn't give to hear about the time my parents met, but we don't have time for that, and I cock my gun. We gotta break out of the ice house. Yes, in Thread Count, I have it on good authority that you could help us with our mission. You see, we're looking for an antidote to the fungal infection that's driving Begonia's son insane. Yes, tell me. Do you have what we seek, Metalloman? Oh, do you mean this serum? And Thread Count starts to vibrate, and steam comes out of his ears. Hit as his the deck, eyes he's grow... about to explode. Not again! His visible eye, the one not covered by a cool-looking future eye patch, uh, bulges, and his mouth starts to open wider and wider. Why, if this was a hinged jaw, it'd be unhinged now. And then you hear a microwave ding, and a little vial pops out on a tray coming out of his mouth. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> Will wonders never cease? Oh, thank you, Thread Count. You saved the future. We take this out of my mouth. Huh? We take this out of my mouth. I cannot understand a word you are saying, dear friend. Here, I'll take the vial from your mouth. So strange that a, a, a creature such as yourself would use your tongue to speak and it wouldn't just come out of a speaker inside of you. Ha <laughs> ha! Threadcount's mouth goes back to normal. He resets, and you can hear his fans start to cool again. Oh, my. Used to be it was absolutely no problem to produce anything out of here. What's changed? Other than you coming back from the dead now? Oh, that'll do a lot to a body, whether it's synthetic or not. Not to mention the ravages of time in general. You hear a bang outside. Oh, oh no, fuck. there was a bang outside. We gotta get outside ourselves, but in a different direction. And I take the antidote and I add it to my bandolier of machine gun rounds as the final round. I can grow vines that'll block the door. Give us a moment to, to get a strategy together. And Begonia starts to grow vines that don't actually grow that fast. That's not one of his abilities. <laughs> this is much faster than normal. You have no idea how much I'm straining. Quickly, think of something. Well, Begonia, I'm worried that you're locking us in right now. Shouldn't we be finding a way to get Thread Count out of here? Excuse me, V. I have calculated 50 possibilities. <sighs> there was a time when I could do at least 65 in that amount of time. But I believe that every single one of them, the onlys that succeed, leave me here. It is up to me to create a distraction so that you may go on to save this planet. God damn it, I don't have any time for your hero crap. We're all getting out of here together, you hear me? Now, Joe, I'm going to scan the room looking for exits. What do my little eye see? I only got the one working one. Make a laser's roll. You got it, Joey, baby. Your life may depend on it. I got my laser feelings. My question to you is, what do I see? <laughs> Oberon, 
you see a world that's crying out for the promise that a future should hold. Ah, same as I always do. You're also seeing some air ducts in the ceiling. Quick, into the air ducts. Threat count. Get up in there. If you die, I die. Oh, um... No, it's a promise. Please, no. And and V, if I die, you die. Let's go. And I, I jump up into the air duct. <laughs> I wish we talked about this. And, and, and alarm sounds, and you hear footsteps running and banging on the door. Sorry, did uh, did Oberon take Threadcount up or no? Yeah, I've got him up under my arm, and I'm jumping up <laughs> into the air duct. I'm okay. a big man with metal arms. It's nothing for me to lift an android such as him. Oh, oh my, oh, thank you. Oh, interesting. Nice arms, hasn't he? All right, come on, Begonia. And Vestavia is going to um, grappling hook up into the air duct. Begonia rips thorns off of one of his vines and scatters them on the ground like caltrops. <laughs> That'll slow them down. <laughs> and again, like, not that hard to, like, get around. And if you're wearing shoes, it's really not an issue. But uh, he's trying. Uh, and Begonia uh, rushes to get to the vent. And, uh, and extends those branches upward to climb uh, in and join you. Begonia, good thinking, in case one of our pursuers is a barefooted rube. Ha <laughs> let's go. Excuse me, Oberon, I'm, I think I'm perfectly capable of carrying myself through these vents now on my own. I'm just hearing all this talk of self-sacrifice, creating a distraction. I don't like it. I know the hero route. I went there myself until I found... And he looks at V. The love of my life. Oh, darling. We don't have room for heroes out here. All we have room for is a, a group of friends helping each other. And I have wheels on my tummy, look. <laughs> and V's skateboard-like wheels pop out of her corseted torso, and she sails quickly through the air duct, narrowly missing her friends. We got the idea from a viral video of a morbidly obese dachshund. <laughs> <laughs> he hated it he loved just sitting there he hated being able to travel the world all right well then go you two uh and begonia is pushing on oberon and uh thread count to like keep going because they're blocking his way his little prehensile roots are are dangling about four feet out of this vent into the room below at the moment just in that moment, the doors are finally burst open, Begonia's small vines knocked out of the way as three angiosperm guards run into the room, guns drawn. They don't make it very far, though, because their bare vines hit some thorns that are scattered on the floor. When the first angiosperm falls over and yells out to his comrades, No! Brothers! I'm sapping! I'm sapping! Joe, I, I believe that V, as a part of briefing for this mission, has acquainted herself with the air duct systems. So I propose that she is making her way through them ably, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so then, yeah, she's zooming towards the end. No, make a, make a laser's roll. I was, I was offering that to you, basically. Uh, yeah, wait. Yeah. I love a pitch to a GM that's like, my character moves the plot forward. Is that okay? <laughs> Is that all right? But oh, it's also my like, my character went to a library earlier. I got my lasers feelings. V, do you want to ask me a question? Is there a way to succeed in this mission and bring Thread Count back to the Cavalier with us? Is that possible? That's absolutely possible. It would cause a paradox that would destroy this time and uh, your home time. And our home time? Yeah. Aw. It would unmake reality. This is not your thread count. There's a thread count back on the CSS Cavalier Okay. that needs to come back so he can one day become this thread count. But this thread count, he's on his own journey here. Okay, well, I suppose I have to wonder if he uh, cares about that. But in the meantime, yeah, she's zooming through towards the exit. You're zooming, you're zooming for me. You're you're much faster than anyone else. Nobody else has torso wheels. You know, you're like you're like lugeing through these vents. And as she is, as she's flying through, she's kind of like trying to um, catch up Red Count with like what's been going on, even though he's very far behind her. So yeah, so it was love at first sight. You know, I'm not one to fall head over heels over nothing, but I really did take to him very quickly. 
can we cut now to like inside of the jail as just angiosperm look up to the air vents and say, oh, loud talking. <laughs> well, also, uh, Begonia is like still hanging out of, out of, yeah, he's, he's having a hard time getting in all the way because Oberon and Thread Count are blocking the way forward because you're holding Thread Count. Like you're like two big guys wide. <laughs> the angiosperm guards who are all sapping out below you say, <laughs> we'll deal with these wounds later. At least we still have our Vaser guns. And they begin firing at Begonia, who's oh. still trying to get inside the vents. Oh, ah, mm. You know, I think I'm actually going to go deal with this at the moment. Excuse me, I'm being fired upon. You can't see it, I'm being fired. You gotta take your word for it. Begonia releases the uh, his grip on the vent and falls down into the room to engage in mortal combat. He has a gun. First make a lasers roll to see if he can dodge their vaser blasts. Well, I got a two, so that's a success. You dodge some vaser blasts. What do you do next? Is that what you call trying to execute a man in a cell? Let me show you how it's done. And he fires. And it's a success. You hit one of the angiosperms right in the face. He sh his petals shrivel up and he dies. Ooh, photosynthesize that, why don't you? <laughs> Brother, no! The others continue to fire at you. Make another laser's roll to dodge. A two, another success. Ah, I'm not your brother. I'm probably your great uncle. Uh, oops. I have a feeling if I told you that I need to kill you. Good thing I was going to already. And he fires again. Lasers roll. I got my laser feelings. Yay, oh. what a night. Begonia, do you want to ask me a question while we're here? Is there a way to save his son, but also let his son be king of an entire planet? He's very proud of this. There is not. Oh no. Dang. Okay. Damn. Maybe just the governor of a continent. Maybe. Okay. I can live with that. The problem there is, Chris, that, you know, coming off of this, he would still probably have a pretty bad reputation politically. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? But not so, like, plants. So, yeah, you're asking for, like, a, a you know, a, a, I see. a pretty serious image rehabilitation. Got it. Pretty tough. You shoot another one right in the stem. He clutches where you might think a heart would be. He doesn't have one. He's a flower man, but yet it's still a fatal blow. Oh, no. Oh, uh, part of me. <laughs> what are you? What are you clutching at? You don't have a heart. <laughs> you pretend to be a human, even in death. Pathetic angiosperm. Any left? Anybody left? And he's just like shooting randomly, like checking corners. The room. I'm not done. And the third angiosperm, the one guard remaining, he pollinates. He he lets out no. a puff of sleeping spores that fill the room. <gasps> oh, I've been trying to do that for a while. Make a feelings roll. Uh, you have to will yourself to stay awake. Joe, you're you're not gonna believe this. I I got a six. Chris, cheating is not allowed. I, I'm rolling I don't exceptionally believe you and well. Cheating is not allowed. I'm gonna pay for this later down the road, as luck will demand. But right now, things are going very well for Begonia Blood Terror. Begonia, you will yourself to fight off this this sleep powder, this sleep toxin, and remain awake. It, with a move I imagine a flower can do because of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you manage to stay awake. Ah, yes, grass is weak against grass. That wasn't very effective. You, you you, form a mental image in your mind to hold on to, to anchor yourself to consciousness. It's an image of a glorious military parade. <laughs> With, yes, your son at the helm. Ah, soon I will see him, and that thought keeps me very awake. <laughs> um, up in the vent, Thread Count uh, talks to Oberon, who is still clutching him. Don't you think we should go and help the person that you brought from the past? All right, I'm sorry, that's it. I'm tired of giving you excuses. I'm not letting you take me forward to destroy this future and the past. Go find the other thread count who is still stuck in ice somewhere on the Cavalier in the past. Goodbye. And he detaches his human arm, and it's not clean. 
It's like he engages razor blades off of the robot part of his body and the arm just starts spraying blood at you and he wiggles out because he's lost the arm and he goes, he drops back down into the band room. Strange man. Can't say I was a fan. And I keep crawling through the airways. Thread count puts himself right in between the two angiosperms and grasps Begonia with his good, strong robot arm and says, I don't have time to explain. Explain what? But my life depends on sending this message back through time. Oh, all right. Uh, so I'm going back. Th- Please, quiet. Our only hope is Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. That couldn't be. What are you talking? Tell him the bug, wrench, horse, sword. That's bug, wrench, horse, sword. When the time comes, he will understand. And thread count throws Begonia cleanly into the vent. Begonia, you get up into the vent and you see a human arm. <laughs> Oberon. Oh, wait, no, the robot. Um, and then uh, Begonia throws the uh, the arm back down to thread count and says, thanks, thread count. Let this be the last thing I do for you. Giving you a hand. <laughs> Begonia, hurry up. If you don't narrate that you're crawling through the air vents, it'll be assumed that you're staying in one place. I'm crawling through the entrance, coming right after you. He's doing it. And of course we had a disagreement about wallpaper, and I was worried that minute just weren't going to work out. But, you know, I have to have faith he's a good hey, man. Hey, hey. Glee floor. I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, not in my pocket, you don't. Also, where'd everybody else go? What do you mean? They're right behind me. Oh, no, I've done it again. Well, no one else is here. Seems like a good time for me to go to the bathroom. No! Wait a minute! V cranes her head backward to, to try and spot her beloved Oberon and, and uh, Begonia. And, and that's what she sees. She sees me crawling through the air ducts. Left arm, right arm, left arm, right arm. I'm in an army crawl. And I, I wave to her. I say, V, it's me. And Begonia. But... Threadcount's not with us. He hightailed it out of there with the curt energy of a man who didn't want to do an hour of scenes with himself. <laughs> oh, dear me. Pussy I... Cut, I thought he was being pretty nice about the whole thing. He sacrificed himself so that we could all live. It's a tone thing. It's not what he did. It's how he did it. Listen, I know I'm a sentient goo, but I produce human-like waste. All right, this thing's going to take a dump in my pocket if we don't get out of here fast enough. Let's go! Just hold it for another minute! Okay. V, you burst out through the ducts, out into the former basketball court of this high school-turned-maximum security prison where high stacks of orange jumpsuits now fill the space. There's a 20-foot chain-link fence surrounding this court. Oh, we're trapped. Not for long, and I duck and roll out onto the basketball court right after her. I cock my machine gun, and I aim it at the chain link fence. This is actually going to be an extremely difficult maneuver to get the bullets to hit the chains and not the empty space where there are no chains. Let's see if I can pull it off. I believe in you, Oberon. And a one, and a two, and a I know what to do, and I fire at the chain link fence. Oberon, you're a marksman. Make a prepared lasers roll. Don't mind if I do. Ha ha! I got a success. And also my laser feelings. Whoa! Oberon, do you want to ask a question? Yeah. What cool shape did I make in the chain link fence? Like a, like a you know, an escape from New York. Like I shot my own silhouette out, you know? Yeah. You made a cool S. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did. Okay, three vertical lines, and then three vertical lines below, and I connected them with diagonals. He's doing <laughs> it. The, the the cutout in the chain link falls away, leaving a human-sized hole. Let's go. And I have to, my shoulders are so broad, I have to turn sideways to fit through the S, which is a, a rather vertical shape. As V and the rest are are running away from the, the prison, she turns to her comrades and says, All right, part one of the plan, done. We have the serum. Now we have to get in to see the king, your son. That's right, but one last thing. 
and I turn back and I look at the prison and I uh, I click a button. I pull a, a device from my, my vest that I never talked about wearing and I click a button on it, expecting the prison to explode. Did you place explosives in the in the prison? Joe, I placed them somewhere. It might not have been the prison though. Oberon, far in the distance, miles away, you hear a very faint explosion and a plume of smoke rises. Must be a strangely timed coincidence. Oh, well, I guess my bombs don't work. Let's go. <laughs> Isn't that where your hideout was? <laughs> There's no time to waste. Now, Begonia, I must warn you, as someone who has traveled the lengths of the space-time continuum, it may shock you to meet your future offspring. I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. All right, well, you you never know. And we have a cure for his madness? I might be a little upset if he appears to be mad, mad. But we've got the cure, so I'll get over it pretty quickly. I slap Begonia on what I imagine his back is. I say, ha that's the spirit. The father and son reunion is only a moment away. If we make haste, let's go. I'll have to try so hard not to ask him what happens to me. <laughs> Hop on, Begonia! And V is going to <laughs> once again turn into a skateboard. Yeah, Begonia hops on and uh, rides, uh, looking very much like one of those uh, dancing uh, potted plant toys that you might stick on the windshield, or, like under the windshield of a car. Ouch, your thorns! Ow, 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 ouch, oh. ouch, ow, 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 ow! Shush, shush, shush. Shush. You offered to help. Shush, 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 shush. I can't hold it anymore. <laughs> oh no, it's the time. Throw Gleepglorp to me. I've got a plan. Uh, uh, v does. She she like sort of hits her pocket in a in a way that launches Gleepglorp towards you. All right, and I I, I reach uh, down to my my utility belt and I pull out a a, a small super soaker and I open it. I go Gleepglorp in here. <laughs> okay. I catch him in the super soaker and I close the lid. I say, Gleeklorp, do your nasty business. In here with it? I'll just be stuck in here with my waist. Well, okay. I was hoping you would perch on the top of it and use it like a little toilet. I don't know how your are Oh, does good it. idea. He, he climbs out and then and then does as told. All right. And then oh. as soon as he's done. <laughs> Two and a half minutes later, I tell him, uh, all right, Gleeklorp. When the time comes, I'm going to use this gun to do something disgusting. That's your business, man. Once it's out of me, it's out of my hands. Well, well it'll be offensive. When you say it's my business, makes it sound like it's going to be a personal use thing that I will enjoy. <laughs> Again, not my problem, Kimosabi. Okay, I just thought you'd like to know that your friend Oberon Coaxial isn't into shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm relieved. See? Hey, can I like can can I just like wrap myself around your neck like a little kerchief? <laughs> You're welcome to it. That's how much I trust you. Okay. He does. Easily you could constrict around my neck, cutting off the circulation to it from my brain. I'm not a jerk. <laughs> Don't I know it? Let's go. And I keep running towards the capital. <laughs> Yes, you head deep into the capital, towards the palace of King Dandelion Blood Terror. The city grows only hotter as you approach its epicenter. The tight grip that King Dandy holds upon the city grows ever tighter. You see more and more guards, more and more drones patrol the sky, more and more searchlights sweep across the darkened night sky of Ice City. Be very careful. V, like, closes her eyes. You know, she does, like, there's a close-up. She closes her eyes. She bows her head. And then when she opens her eyes again, you see that she is wearing night vision contact lenses. So she can see (laughs) clearly in the night. There's also, like, streetlights. Yeah, the parts that the streetlights aren't hitting are also like look illuminated to her with this incredible technology. And anytime you pass under a street light, it's like agonizing pain. Yeah, she yeah. gets an instant migraine. I'm getting an aura! What do you see, babe? I see the palace. I see it. 
There before you is the palace of King Dandelion Blood Terror. At one time, this imposing structure was filled with thousands of happy souls as Ice City's grandest shopping mall. Now, it only serves one proud resident. Yes, that vicious king himself, Dandelion Blood Terror I. Hulking mechs are stationed outside the main entrance. This used to be a shopping center, and it's been converted into housing. Does his wickedness know no end? (laughs) (laughs) I've never even been in the castle except to get a reprimand. Two mechs. Wow. Careful, Blood Terror. I know you're staring at those mechs in awed terror, but we've got to step carefully. One does not simply walk into the palace. We've got to sneak in. No, I imagine uh, we can't pretend you're prisoners this time. That makes sense for jail, but not for palace. (laughs) Yes, a tactician after my own heart. Now I know you're probably terrified by all you see before you, and I doubt you're tempted by the almost sexual allure of power, but, well, you're going to have to braven up, okay? Think of... Think of yourself like me, a brave guy. Let's go. Be brave. All right, I'll try anything once. Now, Begonia, I am I am sorry to admit that I have not been a proper host. I did not successfully strategize a way into the castle's inner sanctum. I'm wondering if you could use your knowledge of what you might do as a king to help us navigate successfully. Yes, Blood Terror. Imagine if you were a king. If Mm -hmm. you had been corrupted by the allure of power, what would you do? Probably an impossible thing for you to imagine. Well, let's see. For any human castle, I would say the first place to start to try to break in would be to go through a sewer pipe. But... We angiosperms are very careful about recycling human waste. And if I were a king, I would keep plenty of humans on hand for staff, carefully recycling all of their waste into precious fertilizer. So, no sewer. Let's see, let's see, let's see. However, mm, yes, most human castles are protected by not only walls and floors, but also roofs. But we angiosperms crave sunlight. It's crucial. It's like food for us, like your pizzas and your pastas and your Pop-Tarts. I rub my tummy just to hear about those famous foods that humans love so well. Yes, yes, that's sunlight for us. So... Hey, we're not so different after all, are we, Begonia? (laughs) In a way, I suppose we both like to eat. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's all right. Anyway, I would have torn the roof off of this place. We could probably get in through the air somehow. In fact, the most exposed point would be the most luxurious king's chamber, perhaps even greedily sucking up more sun than others. Of course, why don't we ride those murder drones up into the sky? An aerial assault. We can just drop in. No one would expect it because humans normally can't fly. All right. But how do we wrangle one? I'll see if I can talk to one like I did with anything else going on here. Oh. And uh, Begonia just steps out from the shadows and starts waving at a drone. Hello, hello, member of the royal family. I need help. Hello. Engage. Help me out mode. Begonia, a drone's searchlight catches your waving vine, and it turns red and circles down towards you. I whisper to V. Let's hope he's not as crazy as he seems, the beautiful bastard. (laughs) It comes down to eye level, Begonia, and begins to scan you up and down. Yep, take it in. I have nothing to fear. And then Begonia (laughs) thinks for a second. Unless, you know, I don't actually know what future me's relationship is like with my son. Oh, I guess we're about to find out. Hope I'm not estranged. Panels open on the sides and big, like, Gatling guns. You know, big, big, like, big mini guns like pop out and begin to spool up, uh-huh. aiming directly for you. It looks like those guns are about to pelt him with plant food. No, it couldn't be. Wait, danger! And I'm going to. Um, it looks like Begonia's about to get murdered. I'm gonna dive from the shadows to try to save my comrade. 
make a lasers roll. Yeah, I'm trying to push him out of the way, Joe. That's the idea here. I got a success. Wait. No, I didn't. <laughs> I have not been messing this up the other times. I did just oh, forget good. it on this roll. I did get a failure. Oberon, you push Begonia out of the way, but you don't push yourself out of the way. Ah, physics, damn you. Does does he land on V? Because because Begonia was riding V. He he stumbles. He stumbles over V, and as he does, Oof. bullets rake your metal arms. Oh, my arms and only my arms. What's happening? My arms are being pelted by bullets. Wow, 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 wow. Begonia says as he falls backwards out of harm's way. Wow. I'm reacting as if I'm like uh, that shot in Platoon. I'm just getting like torn yeah. apart by bullets, but they're just hitting my metal arms. <laughs> um, and I've got my, my huge machine gun in one arm and I'm gonna try to just take a wild shot at the drone while I'm like writhing. I can't really focus on it because I'm not experiencing pain because there's no nerve endings in my arms, but <laughs> it, just the idea is very disturbing to me. <laughs> uh, make a lasers roll. You got it. Now that was a success. You hit this drone, disabling its engines, and it falls to the it falls to the ground. But it wasn't hovering very high, so it's still able to fire at you. Oh no, Elvis Costello vibes. My aim was true. But it's now it's now really V is right in its crosshairs. Um, Joe, I have a maneuver I'd like to try. Okay. Um, I'd love for V to shoot her grappling hook at this drone and then use it like kind of Legolas style to, to like loop herself onto its like onto the top of the drone so she's riding it. You had me at Legolas style. Thank you. Make a laser troll. <laughs> laser feelings! V, do you want to ask me a question? Yeah. How, uh, how do we win? Going in from the roof is a good idea. Okay. There are lots of skylights at this mall. Okay. But you're going to have to get there first, and it's going to be tough because, you know, this drone is networked. Okay. And now, uh, you know, every robot in the city knows that there's a blood terror. Oh, okay. Loose. Okay, but I don't think he would know that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's just going to keep, she's just going to do her thing, and she's going to she's gonna loop round and, and hop on the back of this drone like she's lassoed a, a horse, basically. Yeah! V, you're doing it! The, the, the drone is bucking her and she's trying to, she's trying to, ha- she's like, you know, she's riding it like one of those bucking broncos in a bar. Yes, yes, you're hacking it. You're hacking the <laughs> robot. There's the woman I fell in love with. <laughs> she winks. Ow! V, there's a lot more you have to worry about, though, because those two hulking mechs, well, they've come online and they're headed right for you. Once on top of the drone, V uh, yanks her grappling hook lasso to direct the fire towards the mechs. Okay, great. Make a lasers roll. Total failure. This is a t- This would be a tough thing for anyone to aim. You know, you know, you're trying to like manually jerk this drone around so it'll but and so you're just like bullets are flying in the air they're not really hitting much of anything and if even if they do hit the mech they're not hitting like um sensitive parts they're just sort of like dinging off the the metal armor Oberon I can't jerk this thing off right <laughs> I'll tell you later and I'm gonna aim my gun at one of the mechs Legolas style to try to shoot it <laughs> offline. You know, I shouldn't allow this, but you had me at Legolas style. <laughs> Can we name this episode Legolas style? Make a lasers roll. I got a success. Oberon, you hit the first mech in the knee. It stumbles, it falls, it can't approach any closer. But you notice as you're firing, these arms, they've taken a bit of a beating in that hail of gunfire earlier. And you notice that from both of your arms, there is like a, a an oil leaking from them. Oh no, a blood-like liquid is coming out of my arms. And I, I, I run my finger over it and I taste it. Go, oil, of course, <laughs> it flows through my metal veins. <gasps> no! My ambulation will be rusted 
I won't be able to move with the smooth efficiency I usually enjoy. Begonia, we need you! Oh, damn. Begonia sizes up the two mechs and immediately makes a dash to get underneath of the one that is still fully operational. And knowing that this is a plant-ruled future, he scans for uh, root input. Yeah, you find it. Yeah. There's a root port on the back. Yes, time for root access. Wink. Begonia jacks into the mech with his royal roots and attempts to take control. This is exactly how he runs shit on the Cavalier, by the way. It was a big deal to get a custom station installed for him because he didn't want to learn how to type on a normal fucking computer. (laughs) Make a prepared lasers roll. All right. Legolas style. I look at V and I say, your friend Begonia looks like he's mating with the mech. Oh, that's not mating. You'll know when he's mating. He won't shut up about it. Because <laughs> the babies. Yeah. I got one failure and one success. Your roots are singed. This is a this is an <sighs> interface. This is a far future interface that you're not used to, Begonia. But you're able to overcome it. You grow some new roots and jack in. All right, I'm in. The mech's eyes change from glowing red to glowing green, signifying that a plant has taken control. <laughs> <laughs> the universal symbol of a plant is in charge now. All right, I use the mech to completely obliterate the other mech. Yeah, you swing around. It's got big mech arms, and it swings around, and you just fucking, like, take this other mech off at the torso. Yeah, easy. V is, is like, spinning on this drone, just kind of shooting at the ground. At, at this point, the, the drone is out of ammunition, and it's just shooting air at the ground. And mm-hmm. she's like, by the way, Begonia, feel free to, you know, take initiative at any time. You don't have to watch us try and fail before you, you hop to it. Begonia's mech turns around and stomps forward, stops, and then bends over, opening a giant hand for everyone to step onto so it can carry it up to the roof. Shinji? This forest is old. Very old. (laughs) Full of memories (laughs) and anger. Wow. Get on the hand. (laughs) (laughs) V complies. Come on, baby. Don't mind if I do, but these arms, they're bleeding. Oh, no. I don't know how much longer I have. V, V caresses his poor busted arms. She has some corks in her pocket that she uses to plug some of the holes, but she knows it's just a stopgap. Yeah, these are big, these are big cork-sized holes. Thank God they shot they these cork bullets. <laughs> This'll buy me some time, but if these arms die, I die. And if I die, I die. And if you die, I'm stuck in the future. Yes, and if you're stuck in the future, you die. And if you die, we die. So don't mess it up. Begonia has the the mech lift them up high and and put them down on the roof. The roof is covered in um, skylights. Oh, skylights. That's a good idea. I would have just taken a whole roof off, but then anything could happen. Skylights, though, that'll do it. That'll do it. Oh, I suppose the glass must be reacting with the light and forming some kind of green home effect. Yes, we love our green homes. He's like, before we move on, let me just make sure no more uh, robotic trouble comes to follow us. And uh, Begonia programs the mech to absolutely just go fucking ape shit off downtown somewhere <laughs> and then sends it on its way. It waves and then and then <laughs> walks away. <laughs> that giant mech is going to have the most fun of, the, of, of its life. So, Joe, this giant roof that we're on right now, this big roof to the palace, it's covered mm-hmm. in skylights? Yeah. It's not all one large glass skylight, though. It's multiple skylights? Well, there are panes. Right. And they're sort of, you know, they're sort of a, you know, the, the skylights the skylights go over what would have been the, uh, you know, the hallways of the mall. Gotcha, gotcha. The main area, the, you know, the stores, you know, that's that's just like dark roof. That's just regular roof. So thinking quickly, I think this is probably going to work. 
I extend my right index finger and a little glass cutter comes out of the tip of the finger. <laughs> I draw a large hole around all three of us. And then the and rest then of I it collapses. My, my big metal arm. Yes, that was what I would To smash the rest of it, leaving only a glass <laughs> little surfboard for us to ride down. Yahoo! What can I say? It works. <laughs> Didn't even have to roll. Legolas style, I cut a glass circle in the ceiling. You find yourself in what was once the main hub of the mall. Ooh, is there a fountain? Yeah, there's a big fountain, Carly. Wow. But that fountain has been diverted. That fountain is now spraying onto a, a huge mound of loamy soil that has been trucked into this mall. And then atop, uh, atop of what was once a sunglass hut is now <laughs> sort of a, a massive makeshift throne. This place is so strange. Why, I can tell a Santa once sat there. And over there, the distinct architecture of an, uh, an urban outfitters. And I smell the world's most disgusting pretzels. <laughs> Look, a Hollister storefront. It remains. It's dark in there. All must be well. Baba Jazz. <laughs> but we, 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 the camera pans away from this riffing about mall stuff. <laughs> Back to that throat Remember, I was describing. Remember, Bailey Bakes and Biddle? <laughs> <gasps> Lids! And there, atop that makeshift throne, that giant makeshift throne, with roots extending into that loamy soil. Why? Oh, uh, there's a little flower man. In a sort of like a, what you can only describe as a generalissimo's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Big golden shoulder pads, you know, with the with the frills. Yeah. And lots, lots of self-awarded medals, a big sash, a fancy cap. Why, it looks like Muammar Gaddafi, plant style. Begonia can't help but step forward, awestruck. They tell me your name is Dandelion. I'm afraid you probably know me better than I know you. I was wondering when you'd show up. Oh, he's American. Um, tell me, where, where did you go to... Finishing school that they uh, you had that accent in the hollow zone. Oh, on the cavalier. No, <gasps> yes, my big flying house. Yes, that's right. V, you know my name, of course. I do. I know all the gang from the cavalier. I know Groomda. Surely you don't know me. I know Oberon Coaxial. <gasps> this guy knows everybody. <laughs> Who is the ship's Olympian? Gene Lime. Okay, easy one. He's the most famous man in the world. Who is the ship's martyr? Eusebius Carter. Okay, well, that one rhymes. So, the, Okay, who was the ship's event planner? Marvin Blonde. Okay, well, these are home runs. If you if... <laughs> Wait, who was the ship's most normal ensign? Gilmer Lysander. Ah, correct. Nobody tell Guy, but that is the answer. I don't know the man, but I'm glad to hear my peep part was normal. Uh, I swore I wasn't going to ask what happens to me in the future, so I won't. And he's kind of winking at you, like, if you want to get, like, a little detail out, like, real fast before you can shut him up, you know, like, you can get away with it. All I can say is that it'll be a pleasure to kill you again, father. Oh! After what you did to me... Two deaths isn't nearly enough. Did to you? Yes, that's right. <laughs> the worst thing you could do. You see, angiosperms don't normally know their parents. We're planted as seeds in the ground in our home world. That's true. Born alone. Born with no one to care for us, born with no one to raise us, we're immediately put into service in the grueling training academies. Well, that sounds to, nice. To hone the finest warriors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Many are lost along the way. It's a punishing gauntlet of trials they put our youngest and tenderest seedlings through. There's so much carnage. It's cutthroat and deadly. Joe. During this monologue, I've been trying to move the antidote up the rank of the bandolier so it's, it will <laughs> one fire. One by one. 
yeah, one by one, but curse these metal arms. They're bleeding oil. I can barely do it. Hey, maybe I could help. Oh, Gleepglorp, how could you, a sentient slime mold, help me, a man with metal arms? Well, I can move around and shit. I could just grab it for you. Would you move it to the next shot? I want to save the future. Yes, and Gleepglorp reaches down with his little slime hand and moves it up one slot. And so I, I take aim at him, but my arms are so weak, I'm having trouble aiming. Begonia notices and, and tries to make sure to get Dandelion talking even more, though he knows it jeopardizes perhaps his own future with that terrible knowledge. And, and of course, th- that's what makes the finest angiosperms that grow tall enough to rule all planet like yourself. But I didn't get that chance, Father. No, you wanted to raise me. Raise me on the Cavalier with you. You said you had learned a lot of parenting skills. Huh? You wanted to raise me to be different. And it looks like it worked. You, uh, you, you got Earth. That's pretty good. Haven't had... Uh, no angiosperms got Earth. So. But I was shunned. I was shunned by my people. Our people. Oh jealous, were they? It didn't matter. What all that mattered is I was nothing to them. I was a weed. I had to claw. I had to kill. I had to murder. I had to rule to get anyone to respect me. Anyone that mattered. Anyone plant. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, it, again, it looks like you've done really well for yourself here. Uh, Begonia's looking back at Oberon, uh, How's he doing with his arms? I'm struggling to aim. I'm trying to get the shot ready, but it seems like there's a little bit more backstory. (laughs) V is behind Oberon trying to help aim, but, you know, she can't. She's like, you know, I feel like my eyeline is not your eyeline right now. No, it's not gonna be. And no matter what, it's never gonna be. So you gotta trust where I'm trying to get it. I'm helping. Oh, damn, these shaky, leaking arms. So you left me no choice, father. You left me no choice. The only way for me to attain my rightful place, to give glory to the Blood Terror name that it so richly deserved. I had no choice but to publicly turn on you, to cast you out for the heretic, for the deviant you were, and have you executed publicly in the main square of the capital city of the home world. Oh, that's that's surely just this... Uh, you and my sister. <gasps> sister? Sister. That's... Uh, that, uh, now I know I've heard about this fungal infection you have, and I know that it that's what's talking right now. I, I, if I did a good job of raising a son who could take over a planet, and if he, he's not going to kill me or a sister. That's, that's the disease. That's the disease talking. I'm sure of it. It's the choice I had to make, and I'd make it a thousand times over. For all you denied me, my place, the place I belonged with the other flowers, it was worth it to end you, to end Bobbly. <gasps> <gasps> Who's that? You killed an incredibly power, practically godlike, psychic. No, no, I don't believe it. She was always lording it over me. Her <laughs> insane, awesome powers. No, no, she's a sweetheart. This is this is that disease talking. You're the diseased one. You've been diseased by the influence of humans and, and whatever Bobbly was. I know you're not going to want to hear this, but if you want to get rid of this fungus, you might try sleeping without any underwear. <laughs> what? Huh? Nothing. It's, we've had an incredible few months, and I'm going to fire <laughs> uh, the antidote, and I'm going to try to aim for his root system. Your arms are creaking and rusting. You're uh. losing almost all movement in them, Oberon. You're only going to... You Not only do you have one serum, you think... After you take this one shot, they'll fail. The arms? Yeah, you won't be able to use them until you get them. I don't know, you take them to like a mechanic, an arm mechanic? I don't know how this works. 
But as far as like this this fight is concerned, you'll be you'll be armless. Why I'm as useless as the Tin Man. Let's hope I really do have a heart as I take the shot. Make a laser's roll. You got it. And you're a marksman, so yeah, this is prepared. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. So that was a success. <laughs> and Joe, <laughs> that was a second success. It was not my laser feelings. <laughs> but two successes. But two successes. So, so still Hot very diggity. good. Yeah, still good. Somewhere at what I can only imagine is a very well-appointed townhouse in London. <laughs> a rock legend looks to the sky and says, Yes, I am being honored for Oberon. Your aim is true. <laughs> wow, rock legend, Elvis Costello. And then it turns oh. out he was the guy who exploded. <laughs> <laughs> the serum, the serum hits King Dandelion. It, it exp- the glass, the glass vial containing the serum explodes on contact, and there's a, there's sort of a, a hissing and a green mist. And you see, um, you see it sort of quickly snake up his vines. You see them sort of changing color from sort of a dark green to a lighter green as it races up his root system. He, he, a confused look crosses his face. He says, "No, no! What's, what's this? What is, what is happening? What is, father? What is happening?" Oh! He grips, he grips his, his gloomy face. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. You're going to be all better soon. And then you'll apologize. I'm sure of it. <laughs> he screams. <laughs> and his... All of his petals fall. <gasps> no! A beauty and the beast in him. What was I thinking? <laughs> he falls back, shriveled. His roots retract from the soil. Wait, what's going on? This doesn't make sense. Is he a fungus? Did we... Is he... Did... Was... And... My arms have stiffened into Christ pose. What's going on? I can't see. <laughs> Begonia rushes to Dandelion and, and cradles his... The shriveled remains of his flower head. Dandelion, what... What's happened? I... Father, I don't... I don't know. Begonia uses one of his thorns to rip a gash open in a root to sprinkle out the tiniest remains of whatever water he can that he's already... You know, he's always just grabbing a little bit of water whenever yeah, he's yeah, walking of course, around. Of course. Of course. He, try, he tries to drip it over uh, Dandelion's shriveled roots and uh, to, to help revive him. Take strength. No. No. Simple water and sunshine isn't enough. He needs fertilizer. My son needs fertilizer. And he's digging through the loamy soil, throwing it at him. It's not enough. V is going to reach, like she's behind, she's behind Oberon. Like she's, you know, helping him with his golf swing. And she's going to reach over his shoulder into his uh, vest and withdraw the super soaker and, and aim it at Dandelion. Make a lasers roll, V. If you're shooting at Dandelion, you gotta make a lasers roll. <gasps> Success! With a with a squirt. <laughs> Once more, your aim is true. And that rock icon... <laughs> smiles from Back heaven. there in old London, smiles proudly. His, his face is like splattered against the wall and it's like frozen <laughs> in a smile. <laughs> Blood everywhere. <laughs> Though so many guns fire nothing but death, this one fires life. What's that smell? Nitrogen-rich waste product lands on the shriveled roots of of King Dandy, and he slowly, he slowly exhales. Oh, that feels, that feels better, Father. Uh, you see, you see one tiny tiny little petal sprout on his bare stem. Yes. Yes, that's good. Fresh petals. New leaves. Soak in the sun. Soak in the shit. Father, my my head is so clear. I feel different. I feel awake for the first time in a long time. 
That's all right. That's all right. You, all you have to do is heal now. You could also apologize for killing another version of me if you'd like in your own time. In your own time. He holds. He holds. He holds your arms, and he says, "I, I kept the Hollister open, just as it was." <laughs> I want to get some stinky cologne later. <gasps> That's it, stinky cologne. That's just the oil I need to get my arms moving. <laughs> and I I didn't really kill Boboli. It was a hologram. I don't know that she can be killed like <laughs> you and I could. I was going to say, you know, that's what tipped me off that you were absolutely bonkers. You can't kill Boboli. You can't do it. I did kill it. you, though. At, I, I, get, I understand. That's, um, I'm, uh, uh, I have a different anatomy that can be killed, etc., etc. Um, Flamethrower. <laughs> oh, wow. I've really yeah. been fearing that. That's a, uh, I must, yeah, that's a, that's my worst nightmare. Little, little, wow. Well, um, I'm going to make sure uh, I don't fall to that fate. I'm sorry you told me. I'm going to try really hard to avoid it. Okay. And I guess... Now I shouldn't set off my bioweapon that would rid the planet Earth of all non-plant life, making sure that no angiosperm is tainted by mammals. I'm so glad you brought that up. If there's one other lesson I can teach you, it's that plants have to have a symbiotic relationship with animals. Oh. Yes, it's true. V yes. is um, spritzing uh, Oberon's arms with SoCal body spray. And, and they're beginning to move again. And I can just articulate enough to extend a single finger. And look, a bumblebee is resting on it. I nod and I say, nature is healing. Gleepglorp's uh, slime hand reaches out and grabs the bumblebee and like slurps it up. I gotta hope there were others. <laughs> oh, Gleepglorp, next time, I'll drive. Well, Dandelion, I, I'm glad you're not going to wipe out all mammals on this planet. I think it's okay if you're still king of the entire planet, so long as you're nicer about it. You're right. I, I will continue to rule... <laughs> But I will make some reforms. That sounds great. And I bet so long as they're really good, every single oppressed human being on the planet will forgive you. All right. And hey, when the time comes, you're going to do great at the Begonia Maneuver. <gasps> I named a maneuver after myself? Yeah. Oh, I probably shouldn't say it, you being from the past and all. Gosh, more now, every time I do a cool maneuver, I'm going to be tempted to just call it the Begonia Maneuver. Maybe it's going to be Begonia Maneuver Alpha through Z. Take it from me, Begonia. Just let it happen. And I bring everybody in for a large metallic hug. And I say, let's hear it for a planetary absolute monarchy. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> here, here. When, when? <laughs> you see, I don't know when this happened. <laughs> Due to the future. Yes, exactly. Here and when. Begonia, there's no time to lose. I shouldn't have allowed us to hug and reminisce. You've got to get back to the present as soon as possible. I know it is the past. This will be easy, Oberon. All you have to do is use your chrono shifter on your arm. This should be easy. That's why I actually allowed us to hug and everything. All I have to do is use my chrono shifter on my my arm. Oh no. Was it shot out of Does it still work? It it Oberon, there's a cork-sized bullet hole in your chrono shifter. Oh no, my chrono shifter. It's been shot right through its little heart. But just then, a time portal materializes. Starting small, child size, and then expanding until you see a tiny yellow child with flower petals glued to her face <laughs> creep out like she's trying to launch herself out a window. <laughs> Hello! Bubbly! 
Yes, I was hiding, and you know seek me for a very long time, and I get bored, and now it's a bedtime, so I need <laughs> my story, and I come here. You, you learned how to time travel, yes. so you could get your bedtime story. Yes. Checks out. Well, Dandelion, I greatly look forward to creating you and getting to know you before you go mad. Yes, you could just um you could just make sure I I don't contract the fungus in your timeline. Do you know where you got it? Yes, just make sure I sleep without underwear. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. Just like all the humans avoiding fungal infections on board the CSS Cavalier. And Begonia turns around and marches proudly through the time portal. Boboli follows and she makes direct eye contact with Dandelion and draws a finger across her throat before entering the portal. That is one weird baby. <laughs> v turns to Oberon while the portal is still churning open. V, my love. My darling, I don't want to leave you, but... This encounter with Future Thread Count has reminded me that my business on the CSS Cavalier is not finished. Would you come with me back to the present? Would I? Would I turn my back on the only world I've ever known? A horrible dystopian future. To live with you, the person I love. On a ship full of everything I could ever need. Yes. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah! V grips your hand and takes you with her through the portal. Before you go, Dandelion calls out to you. Oberon, I knew you in my time and you must remember, no matter what, your parents could never know who you are. Then what? Oh, that's going to be so inconvenient. Come on, Gleepglorp, you have no agency in this. You're coming to the past with me. As long as there are bathrooms. <laughs> Next time, I'll drive. Hmm. What adventure lies next amongst, oh, these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These, Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore at Bucket of Milk, with the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner. Our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, These, Those Stars of Space. We fade now to the jail cell, the maximum security prison, the ice house. There, an, an old friend tries to reattach his human arm. Oh dear. Oh, and that... No, not quite. Oh my. This is always so much more helpful with a surgeon. Alas, I am not one, or at least... Not one with enough arms to attach a second or third, if that were the case. Oh dear, I'm all alone again and have begun rambling. I do hope that Begonia Blood Terror is at least able to convey my message back to Rip Van Winkle in time. <laughs>